how hard did you push it till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. in municipals this is big chris and ashton back to the basics this week we are talking courses that we've played you know what what's been going on we've had a lot of guests on recently and uh, i know me and ashton were just talking and i think we're really stoked to finally get back to the basics and talk about some some awesome new tracks we've played yes sir it's good to talk to you man i mean to your point it's been a bit of a heater very honestly i mean with all these these guests on and you know kudos to you for doing a lot of the coordination and and jack for a lot of the production but to your point i think uh it's always nice to be able to sit down and and talk to you um especially because one i mean just with what you've been up to i legitimately lose track of how many courses you've played uh to bury the lead to the listeners Uh, he's played a lot of them and then for me i mean you know i've been trying to have a a more steady diet of presidio and harding and and you know not that i care about my handicap but as you've taught me chris it's really hard to like play well or shoot good scores when you're constantly going to courses that you don't know you have no local knowledge you don't know what the green complexes look like but this weekend i finally got down to you know we'll talk about this but um monterey and played two new tracks um two very 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 different courses both in conditioning and where they're located so it felt really good to kind of get back to our roots with some public golf and be able to kind of highlight some of these courses both in you know the bay area well i guess you can't really monterey's not exactly the bay area but the bay the bay area ish uh, a place that people want to go and i know you've just been whipping that prius around driving around doing all kinds of things to to get all over oregon huh yeah i mean i've played I've talked about some of them in the in the last few pods uh, that we that we've gone out and played, but in the last two weeks, I've probably played six new courses. So I've been you know all over the place. You know, I met met my dad halfway. Um, but so great thing now living back in Portland. My parents live near Olympia or Washington, which is close closer to Seattle. They live in a place called Lacey. And so there's a there's a three golf courses kind of in the middle of us. We've got Tri Mountain, um, I think it's called Three Rivers and uh, Mint Valley. And so out of those courses, me and my dad kind of rotate through them and play play different ones. We meet up halfway, but I would say Mint Valley has got to be my favorite course that that's out of the trio. You know, I would say. Tri Mountain's probably the newest and nicest, um, but the layout of Mint Valley is super, super weird, like super weird. So on the front nine, you know, the first three holes are pretty, you know, pretty basic laid out, no, no big issues. But then you get onto the fourth, fifth, sixth hole, and they're really, really tight, running along this like walking trail that's up you know on this like hillside that runs along you know all the three of those holes and it's just super challenging i mean you might have 15 yards you know of width between that hillside and the trees on the right side so it's just this narrow little area and they're short par fours which is super fun, you know, 200 and I think one's like 260, one's like 280, the other one's maybe 250. 
and so really short but you you can either take it over the corner and and bang a driver but you got to be extraordinarily accurate and be able to hit a left to right or you can lay up you know and have a nice little you know 90 100 yard shot in but they're they're really really fun it's a fun course you know i can't i can't say anything bad about it um the great thing about the great thing about mint valley is probably the rate to the conditions so the rate is I think me and my dad got out there. We got a little golf now deal. We got out there for $17.99. So 18 bucks walking. It's not even a dollar a hole. No, not even a dollar a hole. So you can, if you hunt down some rates, I mean, their normal rate is 30. So it's not even bad if you're just walking on playing, playing. I think it's, it gets up to the, to the $50 rate, $45 rate on the weekends. But it's really, really inexpensive. You can get out there on the weekdays. The The issue is it's in Longview, Kelso area. And it's kind of a, a lost little area between Seattle and Portland. So it, unless you're driving through it, it's not something people are going to drive up to from Portland a lot. It's 45 minutes to an hour. So it, it's a little bit of a drive, but totally worth it because the conditions of the course for what you pay are really, really good. I mean, the greens, that's why I go there out of the three courses because I think the green complexes out there are the probably some of the best in in out of the three and probably top 10 between Portland and Seattle that I've played. So for the rate you get, the conditions, the green complexes, I mean, you really can't beat it. It's the best bang for your buck you're going to get. I really, really love Mint Valley. And they're they're usually always, you know, on time. So they always have a starter out there, no matter if it's weekday or weekend. The people inside the clubhouse really keep it moving. I've never really had issues issues out there at all. I think me and my dad played in three hours and 45 minutes. So, you know, and that's really, really good. And we played on a Sunday. That, that's great. I mean, I think to be able to play, I mean, because that's the big thing we've talked about. It's like, I think whether you're trying to, you know, grind out and hit cups or play with buddies, like the difference between three hours and 45 minutes and five hours for like your mental sanity it's everything. And I think that that's something that people don't think enough about, you know, price sometimes is like just being able to like go and get along with your day. Um, so that feels like a, a really good piece. I'm curious, Chris, this is might be making an incorrect assumption. Uh, what were the amenities like? Because, you know, it's 1799. I'm thinking it's probably like, you know, a couple hot dogs and a Snickers bar. And that's totally cool. Was there anything about the amenities that sat to you or just kind of a, a very typical golf course? Very typical Muni. So you got burgers, hot dogs, club sandwich. I mean, chicken strips, fries, your, your basic, you know, bar and grill. You can get, you know, mixed drinks and beer, which is, which is really nice. So they're, and they have a full stocked pro shop as well, which is great. So, you know, you, you forget your balls or you need to re up on tees, replace your, replace your uh, spikes on your shoes, whatever you need to do when you show up at the course, they, they can handle it there. So I think they even have a full, full shop in there that does grips and, you know, fixes clubs and stuff. So really, you know, they, their amenities are 
what you're going to get for, for a $30 rate course. And you know what? Noth- like you said, nothing wrong with that. Because did you happen to have a favorite hole in Mid Valley? Favorite hole would probably be... It would probably be the fifth hole. So it's a dog leg right around the corner. Um, very, Like I said, very narrow, tight, tight, tight hole. If you blow it long, you're up over this walking trail and you might hit a pedestrian and you'll go right into this river that they have on the other side of the walking trail. Or you can bomb, a, bomb the corner, but the trees are pretty heavily grown in. So you really have to be able to hit a high driver to get over there. I've seen some people hit three woods over the corner and be able to take it and land just short of the green. But it's it's a tough little it's a tough little hole. But if you play it right, it's an easy birdie. For me, it's a six iron to the middle, you know, pitching wedge, 50 degree, you know, onto the green, and then you've got a nice little birdie, birdie try. So if you play it correctly, it's a very, very fun hole. But, I mean, you could also be a degenerate and fucking hit the corner and take it take it for a ride. So it's a fun hole because it gives you different options. And I always love a good option on a, on a short par four. Yeah, dude, for sure. And I think that's a really good segue to, even though I played this second yesterday, no one really cares about that. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about Pacific Grove, or as it's kind of known, PG or PG Links, which... I mean, I'm super late to the party here. I feel like everybody in the Bay Area, especially you, has played here a bunch. But the reason what you said was reminded me is, you know, if you want to think about it for people who've never played there before, I believe it's 5,700 yards from the back. So, I mean, there's a couple par fives where like, yeah, they're like real par fives. But when you just said that, I thought about number 10 at Pacific Grove where I think I hit mm, like three hybrid and then wedge there was a lot of like hybrid wedge hybrid wedge hybrid wedge in there um much more about kind of accuracy than it is about distance but also really fun uh i think a really nice juxtaposition so for pacific grove again i think this is kind of what it's known for it's known as poor man's pebble we played at 408 which yesterday which i think was categorized as twilight but we paid 36 bucks to walk which especially with the back nine which is you know out on the sand dunes out in the pacific ocean some of the best views you'll ever see i think that pg probably has to pound for pound be potentially the best value for what you're getting the front nine is not great it's not very interesting it's not very cool you know there's like deers shitting on the green which is again fine it's a it's a muni but i think the back nine pound for pound just the views of the the ocean and the lighthouse which is kind of their iconic logo um and you know and after bandit i'm not gonna lie i feel like a, a veteran i'm no marcus chang but it's like shit you know playing golf in the dunes like it feels kind of very centering after our wonderful experience at bandit so again 36 bucks can't beat it super walkable um also shockingly had very nice golf carts you don't need to but if you choose to go that route i kind of expected the sharp park sharp park gas golf cart no roof uh vibe and that was not it they had very nice golf carts um but yeah so i think as far as greens um and conditioning um 
Green, uh, fairways were great. Uh, conditions for the greens were, I think Marcus called this, uh, he called it Bumpy Poana, which I then proceeded to say that Marcus's stripper name was Bumpy Poe, which he seemed to, to like a lot. You know, Marcus Chang shaking it for ones at the uh, the Coos Bay Strip Club, which, you know, go back and listen to, to Marcus talk about the his Coos trip if you, if you want to hear about that story. To be clear, Marcus was not stripping. Marcus didn't even go, but again, go listen to that pod, shameless plug. Um, the greens were great, though. I mean, a little bit bumpy for Poana, but that's literally what Poana does. That happens at every time there's Poana. Like, that's unavoidable. Um, the other thing to note, though, about the course is super small greens. Like, number one is a par three, which is awesome. And number one and number two are actually both par threes. Like, I missed the green. It's like, oh, this green is, is actually quite tiny. But, again, for, like, my buddy Nick, I sent him the picture, and he goes, how are the greens? And I said, better than you'd expect for a $36 golf course, to be honest. So really good there. Um, again, layout, front nine, very Parkland. Uh, I think on number six, the par five, you get like a little view of the ocean. But I think one of the things that I'm just going to say it's charming is they put up like baseball nets to prevent the houses from getting hit. Um, and then they put up these like really like these like slanted things, which Marcus actually hit uh, to prevent his ball from going into the houses. So it's like you're seeing the ocean, but then like there's this gigantic net preventing balls from getting hit. So I hate kind of hate the word vibe because I think it's overused when you're talking about golf courses. But PG is just a vibe because the front nine, again, super forgettable. If the 18 holes is like that, you probably wouldn't go play there very often. Uh, but then on the back nine, again, playing amongst the dunes, like legitimately, I'd call it a schizophrenic golf course, like two personalities, like very, very different. Again, I, I would love to play the back nine twice, but there's nothing wrong with the front nine. It just kind of coasts you into kind of the back nine that is. Um, so I have to ask yeah. your favorite hole PG? Uh, 11. I mean, I know that's sort of uh, a cop-out because for context, that's really the first time you see the ocean. Very similar to, I believe, number four at Bandon, right? Where it's like you got these couple holes amongst the dunes, then you turn the corner at Bandon on number four. Right, Chris? Or is it four or five? I think it's four. And then all of a sudden the ocean opens up. It's the same way where, you know, on number 10, this short par four, you definitely see the dunes and then you kind of walk through this little uh, area. Um, I think we post that on social media here, but you kind of walk through this area and then basically it kind of opens up to the Pacific Ocean. And then the second shot, you had a good drive. I think I hit hybrid off the tee, but then you have kind of a blind shot over a dune. Again, very a la abandoned dunes, very kind of like, you know, that kind of Scotland vibe. Um, got to see vibe. I'll put my dollar in the uh, the cookie jar there for for saying that um but really really loved uh, number 11 the only thing to comment on pace not as much pace it's more decorum the thing that was interesting because of the price point or i don't know chris you can maybe workshop with this me i don't know if it's price point or something there was a lot of people out there who clearly weren't golfers like the people ahead of us were pretty slow like that you know they were and i give pg credit they've done certain things that are in my opinion completely ridiculous like on the par fives you blow it into the other fairway and they tell you to drop it in the middle of your own fairway like you go get the ball and drop it in the middle of your fairway i get i guess for pace of play so the people ahead of us were like pretty slow even though we played in under four hours and then we had these uh kids behind us who were all uh doing like uh 
like slides in their golf carts. They were almost like, they were almost, we're not driving on the greens. They hit into us four times, like to the point where like we were having to yell at them to stop hitting because the balls were flying past us in the fairway. Um, and we were going to talk to them, but Marcus, you know, Marcus is a, a teacher and Marcus was like, those kids weren't going to stop doing that, you know? So it was weird where it's like, it was amazing, a really fun day. It was like the people ahead of us were just like pretty brutally slow. And the kids behind us are just like, you know, almost driving on the greens and like nuking balls into us, like to the point where it's like, we were trying to move quickly over like that one blind tee shot. I was like, guys, the balls are going to start flying in. So again, that's not a reason not to go, but definitely a place where it's like, you're getting all all sorts of PG, you know? So PG for me is, is kind of the tourist trap of golf in, in Monterey. So because Pebble beach resort is so expensive to play, you you can experience now with the hay, which is great. You know, if you want to experience some sort of Pebble beach, there is a, I guess you'd consider it affordable for Pebble Beach Resort, I guess it's affordable in my mind for a short par three course. It's outrageous, but that's for another pod. But for anybody visiting Monterey and wants to experience the golf in Monterey, PG is kind of the go-to because it, like you said, the rate is really reasonable. They do rental clubs. You know, you can get, you can literally come out to Monterey with nothing, show up to, to PG and they'll, they'll set you up to go out and play. So that's what I've experienced out at PG is it's just, there's a lot of tourists or people from out of town or new people to the game that want to experience you know, oceanfront golf. And so it does slow down pace of play. I've had five hour rounds of PG, which is just really brutal because the course is so short. It'll say 5,700 yards. You, you have to be trying to, I mean, it's crazy. That's well, crazy. And so, but I, like, but it, I guess it goes that's back what I've to heard the like even Pebbles, like a seven hour round, apparently. I guess it's similar, but for the common man, right? You got it. And so, it's a lot of tourists taking pictures. And, you know, when you get to the back nine, it's very picturesque and it's hard not to keep your phone out the entire time. You know, the first time I played it, you know, I, I'd say I took good 15 pictures of, you know, everything I could on the back nine. So, I would say that's what slows it down really is you've got a lot of tourists out there, a lot of people that aren't necessarily, you know, hardcore golfers where you're going to get them at Bayonet, you know, Black Horse. And I think, you know, in some of the other courses out there, which you got to go experience Bayonet for the first time, which is one of my favorite courses out in Monterey. I did. The one thing before we, we go there, and actually I want to jump over to you so people don't have to hear my stupid voice for, for 10 straight minutes, but I also wanted to call out PG's Grill. Um, I had a fantastic margarita there. Uh, kudos to producer Jack for suggesting that. Fantastic. Uh, the food had, the, the grill had closed by the time we got there. This is going to, you're going to make a weird face when I say this and the listeners are going to go, what the hell? Uh, I had a leftover, like they had a leftover veggie breakfast burrito from the morning that the lady's like, I can reheat that for you. I was like, yeah, sure. She stuck it in the microwave. It was fucking delicious. Like, I don't know. It was just like cheese and eggs. Although the one thing that was confusing, which I feel weird saying this out loud because I had this thought myself and didn't vocalize this until right now. Hence, I have a podcast or you can call it a therapy session. I was like, so if this had these eggs been 
Because, like, it wasn't refrigerated. It was, like, sitting in there with, like, the muffins and stuff. I was like, has this burrito been sitting in this little, like, plastic case since this morning? I think the answer was yes. And, uh, you know, she put it in the microwave for, like, four minutes. I was like, I don't I don't think it needs four minutes. But it was great. It got really hot and everything kind of, like, chilled a little bit. And the cheese was, like, really melty. So even their, uh, you know, leftover breakfast burrito from this morning, which if, I, if I'm not able to do this next week because I have food poisoning, you'll know why. But great margarita. Um, yeah, so if you can try to get there before four o'clock so you can get the $10 burger because that looked, that certainly would have been my, my move. So, yes, Chris, I will talk about Bayonet, but I want to hear one of your courses first because to your point, not only a great course, but I literally bought some merch because I was like, it's a sword. They have a sword. I want logo with a, a bayonet. I, I want a sword. Oh, we'll get into on, that. On my hat. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Um, so my next course, uh, you know, I would want to talk about, I, I went out and so my, my buddy Ryan and his family, the O'Meara's own, you know, own and operate a lot of courses here in Oregon. One of them being Wildwood, which we've talked in past podcasts and we will have Ryan on and we'll chat more about the O'Meara family as well as Wildwood. But, uh, one of the courses that his cousin Henry uh, runs and operates is actually the first one built by the family, by their grandfather. And it's called Killarney West. It's a nine hole course out in uh, Cornelius, you know, Hillsborough area, just west of Portland. And man, was this course fucking cool. First time I ever experienced it, Ryan kept telling me I had to go out there. And finally, I made my way out there a couple weeks ago. And whew, short, you know, nine hole course. But damn, is it is it fun? I mean, the, the holes were just some some of the weirdest like designs in amateur, you know, architecture that I've ever experienced but it made for one of the funnest experiences I've ever had on a course where like the first hole is a really short par four dog leg left. So of course that doesn't really work for my game. So, you know, but what you don't realize until you get out into the fairway, it's really like, I think like 260. I mean, really, really short, but you cannot take it over the trees. The trees are 50, 60 feet tall. They're, gigantic gigantic new trees that have been there forever and when you hit when you lay up out into the fairway you know i hit i think i hit like a six iron you know so i was out there about 180 yards or so and so i had you know about 80 in but i hit it too far into the fairway where if you hit it too far left they have these giant trees planted in the middle of the fairway far on the on the left side of the right side of the fairway so i hit too far and i was literally 20 30 yards behind these trees right in between them so i had to take you know my six iron out again and hit a punch shot onto the green which is just something you normally wouldn't have to do if you hit the fairway you know on a on any course you ever play and i just thought it was really really cool and overly used word again quirky but this is the epitome of quirky you mean you didn't choke down on a three wood bang it off the flag stick and have the whole crowd jumping up and down at a golf course chanting big chris hey, big chris. hey i wasn't far enough out for that 
so so couldn't whip out the three and do a little do a little punch that fucking punch. story again. It's like it's like I have like triggers like that story or it's like if we have on another guest and you're like, let me tell you, I worked at a hot dog stand. It's like I'm gonna drive to Oregon and execute you because like I can't hear that story again. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's my life and I tell it like it is. So you're going to fucking keep hearing them. It's just the way it goes. Anyway, second hole, crazy, crazy hole. It's just dog leg right uphill. And then it goes back down into a valley with a green that's, you know, sunken down into this valley. And it's just super quirky and weird. I mean, super, super weird. But, like, absolutely a blast. And the conditions that Henry has got this course to are dialed up. I would say their greens are getting to the point where, where they're going to rival Wildwood. And so Ryan's got to be on point because your cousin's coming for you. But it's a really fun track. I mean, you can loop it over and over again. You know, it it's the one thing I wish more people would go out and experience this course because it really is worth the effort even if you're coming from the portland area like i am it's about 20 25 minutes 30 in traffic sometimes but it's an extremely fun fun day out on the course and you should never feel that you shouldn't play nine holes twice you know it it's not boring it, that's a, i think the big stigmatism when it comes to you know nine hole courses is the people that play a lot want to play a full 18 they want the full regulation they want all this you can have it at a nine hole course we've talked about it in the past play two sets of tees that solves it right there you're basically playing two different courses by just playing two different tees or play the same tees over again and you get a second time you know a second go at it and you get to hit shots that you might not have hit the first time around and better your score so you know don't ever deter yourself from going out and playing nine because it's really you know really fun especially when you come across a place like killarney west um the rates to be honest the rates the condition might be the best in in portland so before covid That's it was a big 10, statement dude you dude it's ten dollars to play nine holes walking before covid Henry was scared to raise the rate and he raised it up to $17. Let me rephrase that again. $17 to play a really good, very high quality nine hole course. It is, and they only charge $5 to ride. So, I mean, if you do want to ride in a cart, I mean, you're out the door for 22 bucks for nine holes if you want to ride. I mean, and he charges you the same rate if you play full 18. So, it, I mean, the cart rate doesn't change. And I thought that was just really, really good. And the rate to the conditions of the green are impeccable. I mean, the conditions of the greens are just so good. They're, they're running probably close to an eight and a half so they're not overly fast, but they're absolutely not slow. And they run true. So I can't I can't say anything more about, you know, the rate to conditions and then also like the condition of the greens because it's the best bang for the buck you're gonna find in probably any city you go to. I mean, it's a really, really good good rate. So and then wait, two, two questions. Yes. So one, people wanna know 
did you ride? Brought up the, I appreciate you doing scouting, but I'm also thinking that you might have ridden a nine-hole course. I might you have. Did. I might yeah. have. I wish, I wish this was, in fact, a video medium, because Chris just like, he had his hand caught in the cookie jar right now. <laughs> I might have, but I also... I, you know, my wife, it was a, it was a Sunday and she was kind of just relaxing and I was like, I'm going to sneak out and play some. So I was trying to get through it as fast as possible. Hey, I walked a full 18 today. Okay. At a par three course, but I walked a full 18. So we we should give the people credit. So we we should give them context. So what, what I brought up with Chris circling back when we went to Bandon, uh, the, the way that I'll put it in a PC way, because I'm looking you in the face, is Chris walked 36 holes at Bandon. It wasn't the easiest experience for him. Is that fair, Chris? Hell yeah, I was fucking tired yeah. of shit. Okay, right. I'm, I'm just trying to not drive by shoot you. Well, no, I'm, I'm not going to drive by to shoot you. Honest, I'm just trying not to shoot you right now. We're, we're all about call. public golf. I am not a walker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 100% admit it. Like, if, if it's a semi hilly course, there's no fucking way. I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna walk yeah. Presidio. You guys love walking Presidio. Not gonna, not gonna do it. Or, yeah. Like. Okay. So no, but that's helpful because I mean I think like if you go back to episode three, I bigs all the time. You're like, yeah, municipalities love to walk. It's like, well, one of us does. Three yes. of us, three, two of us, including. Jack. And you know what? I'm not gonna say no to playing a course because they're walking only. That yeah. that's one thing that'll that's a difference between me and people that normally ride. A lot of people that normally ride will refuse to play Chambers Bay, Bandon Dunes, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, even like Sweetens because yeah. they, they don't have carts. Well, Sweetens does have carts. Sweet. Just, okay. My yeah. fault. I haven't been out to Sweetens yet. So. Well the, well, the cool thing about Sweetens, not to, we talk about that too much on this pod, is like they actually make it pretty expensive so that people are encouraged to walk. But the nice thing is, though, if you play Sweetens and you have an all day pass, you're just going to be playing like. 150 holes which is you know but no but the one thing this will sort of set up uh you know i've talked to chris about about you know we're gonna do banda next year because i was like yo dude i'm not trying to get in your life or your exercise routine but i was like we got to make it where we can do like abandoned trail sheet but you don't fucking implode on me because like when we walk 36 and the next morning we have a 9 10 tea time at trails your ass needs to be on that tee with me because i'm not going to be like oh chris couldn't no 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 no. you can get a cat i don't give a shit but when when we're playing 36 holes abandoned your ass needs to be there and not no no excuse what was it like after we finished you're like god my my hips are like Electric. I'm like, what the no, fuck? No, my are hips, you? Like, my hips were locking. Like there my hips go. were literally like locking up. Like I couldn't fucking rotate my my like my hips at all. Like it was it was rough. Yeah. But but you know, to, I, to get I didn't feel that until we got back <laughs> to the uh, to the uh, hotel. So, anyways, to get back to it, pace of play out there, uh, to be honest, was a little slow. I, I definitely, I had, you know, it's a nine hole course. So I'm going to give it its due. One thing anybody knows about some nine hole courses, especially some that are a little bit more in, you know, embedded in, you know, smaller communities, you get a lot of people out there that are playing that might not necessarily play by the rules. So I was playing as a single. And they had put a twosome out in front of me. And I just showed up with no tee time. So I just went out there and they just threw me out on the course. So, you know, I'll, I'll 
put that in there as well. So I did it old school and just showed up as a single and got out there. And so the pace of play was a little slow because the twosome in front of me, the lady dropped, I'm not shitting you, at least three balls per tee, tee shot. So she was hitting at least three tee shots a hole at minimum. I watched her do it five on one hole. And it was just, she just would hit a ball until one went well, and then she'd go grab all the other ones. So it was that, for anybody that plays golf a lot, that is frustrating as shit. Because, like, if someone's on your ass and literally waiting within, like, 10 yards of you in their cart while you're teeing off and you see them but continually drop balls and continually hit tee shot after tee shot that's just disrespectful in my mind like you you just need to realize the situation that you're in and at least let me play through or i mean there there just was no inkling of them letting me do that and it that kind of frustrated me but you know i think any other time you go out there if you don't get somebody like that i think pace of play would be just fine out there um amenities there really isn't much when it comes to that it's it's your basic nine hole course you come out you play and and that's about it they they sell some beers and you know your typical soda water gatorades all that kind of stuff behind the counter they've got you know hot dogs and then snacks and that's about it they they're not a full service golf shop they carry some golf balls some tees you know your 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 basic amenities to play golf they carry uh, and then Killarney's got great, you know, merch and stuff out there as well for you. But other than that, the amenity, you're not going to stick around and have lunch afterwards. That's that's definitely the vibe out there. So, you know, Killarney was great um, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I went out there, you know, met up with Henry. And if you ever go out there, say hello to Henry. Say hello to the Omira family. They are wonderful people absolutely wonderful but i really want to hear your experience at bayonet yes sir so i I gotta give a huge shout out to my uh you know now friend i I couldn't say he was a friend before because i didn't know him uh brian lancaster so the the funny thing is i'm a recruiter by by trade and brian um I, i just got connected through my network to brian and we were talking and he was like hey i saw that on your linkedin picture you have you know, it was, it's a picture of Tiger, kind of three panels of his swing at the top. He was like, I assume you're a golfer. I'm like, yeah, dude. So he was like, we should go play. He's like, I'm a member at Bayonet and um, Bayonet and Black Horse, and we should go. So we had this tea time on the books for, I actually had to move it once because my, my parents were in town, but finally came around and we we had an awesome day. So as it works, as it turns out, and I was very cautious simply because it was Brian's tea time. He invited me out. I didn't know who we were playing with or if we were playing with anybody. And then as it worked out, uh, our you know producer Jack and our buddy Marcus, they ended up coming down too. They were gonna play in the group ahead of us actually, and then play with me at PG. And then as it turns out, just by the mega day, it turns out that the four of us, me, Brian, Jack, and Marcus played at both Bayonet and at PG. So it turned into just an amazing day. So first of all, you know, shout out to Brian for for making the tea time. And I think hopefully we also give some helpful context about rate. 
because uh, Brian is a member. I think the first thing we should call it is the membership. For me, I wouldn't do this very honestly because of where I live. Um, but you could honestly argue that if you go play Bayonet four times a year, it's worth it. Because uh, Brian told me that it's $300 to, air quotes, join Bayonet and Black Horse. Uh, which for context, Bayonet, if you just roll up and you just say, hey, I want to play, it's going to cost you 170 bucks. Uh, where if you're a member, I think the walking rate was like 62. I think I rode with Brian. I think it was like 84. So the point is it pays for itself in three times. Plus they give you this very swaggy pullover. They give you a towel. Uh, so just for people know, I mean, obviously I think I would still consider that a mega public course, but if you want to air quotes join, like I'm a member of Presidio, so I get preferential time on tea times. It's very much in that vibe. But um, I have to stop you there. You know, talking about the swag that you get for being a member, that's one thing I want to get into with you because we were talking before the pod came out. Their logo between Bayonet and Black Horse. So they've got two different logos because for two different courses that are on the same property. Bayonet and Black Horse might have some of the coolest, like old school golf logos, I I would say. I I, I knew what a Bayonet was, but it's a fucking sword. I mean, like, literally, I walked in the pro shop, and I was like, I have to buy something. Like, I'm not a violent person. In fact, I'm a, you know, a little snowflake pacifist. But, like, I was like, I wanted something with a sword on it. And, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'll, I'll post a picture um, on the day this comes out of the sign for each hole. But it's legitimately a bayonet across this wooden sign on every single one. Like, he was like, like this is sick. And so, for context, it's basically a bayonet, and then it says in script on top of the bayonet, bayonet. And then if it's a combo logo, on the bottom right, it'll say mm-hmm. black horse with, like, a bucking horse. Black horse. Black horse. And it's just yeah. really it's clean, you know, well-done logo. And to be honest, it's better than all of the Pebble Beach logos, in my opinion. It's- it's fantastic. So, but yeah, so I think that what we're trying to talk about, we talked about condition versus condition versus value. I mean, I think that at 170 bucks, I don't know that it's worth that. I mean, it's a great golf course, but I think that what we both agree, Chris, is, I mean, 170, it's not a Pasa, it's not a Pebble, but like 170, you're putting yourself in the top like couple percentage points of what golf course cost. And it's a great golf course, but I think like, again, we try to focus on here is kind of the pound for pound deals and it doesn't feel like a deal at 170. Granted, one thing you gave me context into is I'd encourage people to go look on golf now because Chris said you can oftentimes find it for like 110, 120. Totally worth it at that. I mean, because like Poppy Hills, for example, as an NCGA member is like 120 and worth every penny. I think this would be, I expected to play, I don't know why, but I expected to pay like 120 totally worth that because specific to bayonet i have not played black horse yet i'm going to go back down with brian and do it again but the way he described it to me is black horse is open with like pretty crazy green complexes which sounds like super my vibe where bayonet is a little bit tighter which i definitely fell as my driver's kind of been all over the place and the greens are a little bit more tame but i think what I noticed was super, super interesting green complexes absolutely place the premium for like where you hit it. Like for example, number one is this kind of long par five. And then the pin was like the front of the green is this little sliver and the pin was down there. So it's tough because 
like if you you're gonna hit it probably past the hole just because of where it is and then you're gonna have this like slippery slippery putt down the hill because i mean the greens are fantastic the greens are fast they're true i don't know enough to know what it is on the stint meter but i would say like they were fast like the on the first putt like i think it was marcus goes get to the hole get to the hole and as it turns out it like kept rolling kept rolling kept rolling and went like went past the hole so i think like really interesting green complexes very true um so i I think the greens were really stood out to me i mean the course is in great condition but the greens were just awesome i also put my ass off but a big reason why though is because i picked the right line and when the greens are true and you pick the right line they go in the hole right it wasn't like oh i bumped over this or there's that i mean it was definitely jarring to go from bayonet to pg where it's like bumpy poe versus like this like really smooth at Bayonet. So again, I would rate Bayonet as a course. People should definitely go play. Just be uh, shrewd with how you make that. Like, you know, if you can find a <laughs> Brian Lancaster, you know, definitely go out there for 60 or 80 bucks. But again, at 110, 120 bucks, totally worth it. And I would say, shit, if you're in town and you're like, I really want that, like I really want to play there, you can justify 170. Just know, again, we're talking pound for pound. 170 just puts it in definitely kind of a higher price point. But conditions were fantastic. So one point that I want to make, too, is if you go out there, um, they do do a replay rate. And the replay rate works for the second course. So if you go out there and play 36 holes in a day, you get a half off rate for your second round. So even at 170, if you cut that in half, you know, you're under a hundred bucks for your second round. That, that in my mind is a very, very good price point when you get 36 of that caliber in Monterey at that rate. But I would say if you're just going out there, booking it through their their website and everything, that's really the vibe to go in and do. Because as Ashton's gonna talk about right now, their amenities are incredible. Really good out there. Yeah, no, amenities were great. I mean, full bar, food, uh, unsurprisingly with that merch, great merch selection. Um, I bought uh, this really dope like I, I said it looked like funfetti uh this like imperial beanie that looked like funfetti uh hashtag fuck gender norms but like it definitely was like a woman's beanie like but like i think it looked awesome so i bought it i the guy definitely like checking me out like was kind of like felt like kind of face i would be like dude fuck you this is I, I think this is cool um so the amenities were great also what's so, so fucking nice they have a huge huge driving range they have a chipping area with like real sand and you can actually like hit a couple bunker shots like god forbid stuff that i'm just so not used to so we actually got there an hour early and like took our time and warmed up and it's all kind of close to the first tee so i think that's a really big thing and i will tell you i will tell you had i not hit 15 minutes worth of putts i would have putted my first one like into the fairway i I would have like putted it off the front of the green and been pissed and made a double bogey on the first hole so like but again that's like cool it's like go and get there get calibrated that you know they had coffee in the morning like everything you could could kind of possibly want um is all right there so i think that was a, a really really big piece um the one thing i wanted to call out which is a huge i feel triggered by this because i've mentioned cusk will in the past the one thing that I, f- I understand 
but I find very disappointing as a golfer is they're in the middle of tearing down. They, well, they've already done. They've torn down a ton of trees. I don't know if it's around Black Horse, but certainly on Bayonet. And they're about to put up all the houses, like all the houses. So I wish I could have played it. I don't know when they started this project before. Cause like the one thing you like, for example, a number nine, I want to say, um, both Marcus and Jack hit like mega foul balls into right field. And like Marcus's ball ended up on like the, the foundation of what's going to be a home. And like, to be clear, no offense, Marcus, it, it would have been, it was off the planet. But, like, there's just a lot of times where it's, like, you know, it's, like, wow, that's Pacific Ocean. And then there's, like, all these houses being built. So I wouldn't call it subdivision golf. I mean, it might be after it's done. But that's the one thing, like, I just know for me at Cuscoella when I was a kid playing golf in the middle of, like, the lake and the pine tree farm. And then if we ever, you know, it's, it's private now and we're not members. But if we ever go play, Chris, you're going to be, like, I can see why this would have been insane without all these houses. And so that's one thing to call it. Again, it's not going to ruin your day, but it's something to know where I was like a little bit disappointed. So that's the one thing. And then as far as pace, this was a bit disappointing. Uh, I don't know what they did. I mean, I think we might've been the culprits because they sort of created a new tea time for us because we, because Jack and Marcus were uh, at 10, 10, we were at 10, 20. We played together at 10, 30. They let out a, a twosome, a twosome, and then a single, and then us. And then it was just really weird. I don't know why they didn't play together. But then on the back nine, we caught um, just these guys who were playing from the Black Tees, who actually should not, like to be clear, Bayonet is 7,100 yards from the Back Tees. And these guys were not good enough. And they were also putting, like they were like putting for the FedEx Cup. Like, so that was kind of hard. The other thing too, Chris, we've talked about this, and it didn't really affect our day, but there was a bunch of juniors, or I don't know what age group, but they were having a tournament, so there was a bunch of practice rounds. So we were gonna like let, because the, 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 the woman behind us was like a beast and was like hitting it almost on the green. We're like, yo, you can play through. And she was like, oh, I'm just having a practice round. So it's always kind of weird from a pace of play standpoint when it's like buddies playing golf and then like a bunch of people getting prepped for a tournament. Like I really wish tournaments say, like, hey, all practice rounds are from nine to 12. And then at 12, the course opens up to like everybody else. I wish they did that. But again, you can't like love that place. You know, Brian's already texting me. He's like, hey, we got to do a, a 36 day down there. Can't wait to do it. But I think the one thing again is like, especially if you're coming from the Bay Area, just be shrewd about rate. And if you can pay 120 instead of 170, do that. And I think that, that that's the only kind of comment that I would make or shit. If, like Brian lives in San Jose and plays all his golf down there. But again, at a $300 membership, like you have to drive an hour. He, I asked him where he played. I said, where do you play in San Jose? He said, I don't. I drive down here. He's like, Cinnabar is okay, but everywhere else sucks or is full. So I just drive down here and I get, you know, it's worth it immediately. So that's love, actually, it, love, it, love it and can't wait to get to Black Horse too. That's actually a huge take actually by him because I grew up in San Jose. So really all I grew up on was playing all the nine hole courses that were out there. Like we've talked in the, the past with, you know, Prune Ridge and Sun Garden and Blackberry Farms and all those courses where you've got San Jose Muni, which is literally packed, you know, seven minute tea times back to back from the day, time they start till the end of the day, every fucking day. Or you can go out to Coyote Creek, which is a little bit of a drive for most people that live in San Jose. So I totally get what he's talking about. 
and like that is the shame that is kind of a shame in such a large you know large community that i think san jose is like pushing a million people you know if not more than that so i mean for them to not have any amenities golf wise out there it's kind of kind of a travesty but you know that's a that's for another podcast yeah and the last thing i wanted to say chris uh my favorite hole number 17 uh a short par three but just the diabolical green so like we couldn't actually see it but the pin was in the middle and brian was like wait till you get up there and it was one of those where if you flew it probably to the hole or anywhere near the hole it basically slopes aggressively about past this ridge um i hit because of that, I, I actually clubbed down and didn't even get it to the green. So I did, but it's I love a course where it's like we putted, we played, you kind of notice it, and then we you know walk to eighteen and you look back at the green and it's like oh wow, like the green looks totally different from the back than it does on the front, and I love that stuff from a golf course architecture standpoint where it's like it's not just like oh you see the court hole and that's what it is like the hole from the tee box versus the hole fifty yards behind the green looks absolutely different and i can imagine also at the size of green the front of the green you're hitting a gap wedge the back you're probably trying to hit a nine iron and kind of run it down but again if the pins in the back and you're flying it back there you gotta be mindful so just wanted to call out that hole because again really really interesting green complexes and any course that's got good green complexes and good greens i want to play there all the time Absolutely. And I mean, Bayonet and Black Horse are both two courses that I could play every single time I come to Monterey. And they usually are my target two courses that I play just because of rate. Because if you go out and play Carmel Valley Ranch, you're looking at 200 plus rate. Quail, you know, Quail Lodge is 200 plus rate. Everything out the Pebble Beach area, 250 plus to play most of those courses. And so you've really stuck with Del Monte, which to be honest, if I'm going to choose, I'm not going to choose Del Monte over Bayonet and Black Horse because I put Bayonet and Black Horse as just as good as the courses on the Pebble Beach Resort. So, you know, to be honest, I'd rather play both of them over Pebble Beach. And that's just my take. That might be, you know, a stretch take for a lot of people because Pebble Beach is so... You know, it's got such, you know, Praval when it comes to, to what it is. But, like, I I would take Bayonet and Black Horse any day. Yeah, I mean, you started it off right when it comes to Monterey golf. I mean, if that's the, the golf that you've experienced in Monterey, I think you have kind of set the bar correctly. Because, I mean, with the other course, they're all exceptional. And I can't say anything bad about any course other than uh, Laguna Seca. We said it in the past, Laguna Seca is a dog fucking shit track. Don't waste your money there. But anyways, every course in Monterey is pretty much fucking awesome and I can't say really anything bad about, you know, total what courses they have out there, but, you know, there's, there's so much golf and so many tracks that me and you still have to experience, but it's so awesome every week in it you know week in and week out we're able to talk about new courses even in our local areas you know and it's so amazing so i've really enjoyed it i know you have it's been so much fun in this journey and next week we'll have more courses for you guys sounds great 
Well, Chris, you guys have a great night. And uh, yeah, thanks again for the support, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Later.